And support for Yalla Bud is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped just launched in Singapore with their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. And Harish and I both each got a set to try for ourselves. And Harish, how has the experience been for you? The whole experience itself was great. It was a smooth process, pardon the pun. And it was the first time where I actually felt like, you know, I'm dedicating time to a part of my body that maybe had time dedicated to it forever. So that was great. But I think the one thing that I noticed that was good was they actually have an advanced skin-safe technology, which is cool because that means that they take into account that you're going to be using this on a very sensitive part. Because previously, yeah, I have used like the beard trimmers and all that, but you always know that, okay, that's meant for the face where your pain tolerance might be a bit higher. Down there, you don't want to take a risk. Have you ever hurt yourself while trimming yourself down there? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, because that one, I, I don't normally use the mechanical things like because you I never see. know with mechanical things, so it's hand-powered. Got but it, this one, it. the fact that it's dedicated to that area, right, it, I did feel, okay, they probably have something in place to make sure that these little accidents don't happen, like, and thankfully they do. And it actually comes with really, really good instructions on what to do with the materials, so you'll mm. never feel lost, uh, like, just standing in your bathroom, like, what the <laughs> hell do I do now? Uh? That was how Terrence used to be, but now he has seen the light. Which is true because they actually have an LED light on it as well. <laughs> so if you if you want your own Manscaped uh, lawnmower or any of the other products they have, you can get 20% off with the code YLB at manscaped.com. The link is in the show notes. Alright, so show them some love, show us some love and enjoy the promo. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Touch of humor as much as possible. Yeah, you don't sound very happy saying say that. La, man. Today, look, <laughs> the weather is pouring outside. And from today onwards, we have gone back to two people dining in only. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. right. And I mean, today is the 27th of September, Monday, the first podcast of the week. And already Mm. Terrence was set. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just reflecting everything that I've been reading. I tell you, I'm like, this weekend I've just been a sponge on Reddit. I'm just like reading everyone's comments, even those that are like, you know, that are minimized because they're downvoted or I open all to read also. Across all topics, uh, every topic. (laughs) Every topic. No, I mean, the the ones I'm interested in, obviously. See, and there, there are yeah. two topics that, that we're going to be talking about, regardless of mm. whether or not whether or not we are interested in them, because they have mm. occupied our consciousness as well as the consciousness of the general internet of Singapore. Correct, correct. But before yeah. all that, we still need to do yes. the general plug. The general plug. Yes. Uh, which is, yeah, which is that if this podcast has ever made you smile, made you think, made you laugh, or even made you angry, right, for good mm. reason. It'd be great if you could share it with at least one other person. You know, mm. Our podcast has grown wonderfully over the past year. It continues to grow and we are very appreciative of the growth. But it's all down to just people telling other people about us. Yeah. So, yeah. please, if it means stopping the podcast now to share it with someone, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Join the international Yalabad community. The international Yalabad community. Yeah. All right. right. Now, yeah. on to the first topic. And Terence, now now I give you the honors to introduce the first topic. Yeah, this is a very interesting brand new topic that we have yeah, never a brand ever new topic. discussed before. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking is brand new, to, man. Is this little virus that's going across 
the world called COVID-19. Oh, My God. interesting. Yeah, we're back here again. Like, what? Why Why are we here again? Why are we talking about this topic again? I don't fucking know, man. I never thought... I thought the last time we spoke about the COVID uh, and the restrictions and all that was... Was like okay, you know, like a like a like a swan song, uh, if that's the mm, correct term. Mm, you know, like okay, yeah. you know what, we are moving on, but then now it feels eerily like sometime in the past because yeah. today, as Terence mentioned, is the start of the new wave of restrictions, which is not just two people dining. Mm. It is uh, it's not as strict as Petuha. It is mm. not as strict as it's stricter than phase three. We moved into yeah. phase three at some point, right? I don't know. <laughs> I've lost track of all the phases already. Yeah. Okay, but just a yes. high level overview. Okay, from yeah. 27 September to 24th October, social gatherings is only two people and two unique household visitors a day. Mm-hmm. F&B, max two people anywhere and everywhere and must mm-hmm. be vaccinated. Workplace, work from home is the default. Um, home-based businesses, two unique visitors a day. Hotel, mm. two persons per room. Cinemas, two persons if all customers are vaccinated. Mm. Um and school back to home-based learning. For gyms, there's a reduction in cap of max people for indoor mask-off high-intensity activities. And mm. I mean, objectively, right, it is nowhere yep. like what the stricter times were like. La. But why, yep. wh- what is the general sentiment of, of, of everything you have distilled from Reddit eh, over the weekend? Um, I think the general one is uh, of uh, frustration. Uh, really... Like a lot of people are very frustrated. They feel like, uh, and this one is really they feel that this multi-ministry task force MTF or MMTF has really dropped the ball on this on this round, and mm. uh, and and there's a lot of finger pointing going around. A lot of like a lot of memes, a lot of really really funny memes are being created as we speak, and mm. uh, yeah, they're just that's the general mood going around. But but I mean just just before we delve into what everyone else is thinking. Well, what about you? Uh, what was your reaction when you heard all these different restrictions? Uh? I was surprised. You no, were I'm surprised. not often surprised. I'm wow. not often surprised. <laughs> Harish Delani, the mystic. I has, was surprised. Not foreseen this. I got yeah. my 10 fingers and my 10 toes on the pulse of life in Singapore. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, Harish Delani, the fingerer of pulses. <laughs> yeah, the fingerer of Singaporean pulses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark day when Harish Jelani mm. is surprised but yeah. yeah I was surprised because the news broke on I think Friday evening I believe evening right, right? Yeah, yeah yeah Friday evening and they, I they like to do no they like to do all these announcements on Friday evening uh, similar to yeah. like, you know how corporations and all that they like to they like to you know announce really bad stuff on Fridays uh, like year and US closing and all that right yeah and last time yeah. our liquidation news also yeah, liquid, yeah. came on Friday always Fridays I think I remember the updates at some point were coming on Thursdays. Um, mm, mm, right? Mm. At some point. And now Friday and some more Friday late afternoon some more. I can understand you have yeah. a press conference and all this shit. But yeah. when most people are like, okay, you know, like winding down for the week, you know, spending time with family, you get this, right? You're like, mm. fucking hell. Mm. So that was my thought. My thought. What was your yeah. thought? Eh? Um Yeah, I was disappointed, lah, to be honest. I felt like um I felt like they they been talking about wanting to to live with COVID, you know, in an endemic state and everything. And then, but then going down from the, especially the five to two social gathering thing, I feel like, I feel like that, that, that barely, uh, to me, la, that, that barely moves the needle in terms of uh, the spread of COVID. Like, like, like uh, you know, has there been evidence of a, of a, you know, super spreader case just because 
restaurants allowed more people to dine in together, you know, versus mm. uh, two versus five. Uh, and, and essentially, it's like the family unit becomes a, a bit troublesome again. La. Like when, when it's five people, you can at least like dine with your parents or something like that, right? Mm. But once it's like down to two, it's like, oh, it's, uh, you, I mean, basically, you can only meet one parent at a time uh, maximum, you know? Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I think it was, to, to me, it's less about the restrictions than what that restriction symbolizes. Mm. It's a mm. it's a rolling back of the the plan uh, that has been met uh, like has been talked about for the longest time like and, and I think one there was one comment on the MOH MOH Facebook post that I thought just summed it up. It was a uh, the year is twenty ninety. Uh, mm. Malaysia is a superpower in uh, across <laughs> the world. Uh, Indonesia is free of corruption. Bangladesh <laughs> has people on Mars, but Singapore is still deciding whether two or five people can dine in at the same time. <laughs> You see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, but but I saw that. I was like, I think that's what everyone's feeling, lah. Like there was all this talk that that we are going to be living with the virus as endemic. You know, the vaccination rate by NDP, we hit it, and you know, it's a COVID nineteen resilient nation. And then this feels like, uh, wait, 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 what's going on? Yeah, and I felt like I felt like if you're doing it, trying to do it symbolically, right, to make remind everyone that we are in a you know, dangerous period, like heightened alert. It's similar to what we said about wearing masks, like, right? You know, James yeah. and all, they say don't wear, don't need to wear masks outdoors. But to me, wearing a mask also signifies something, like, and it, it reminds people that what, what kind of state we're in. But this dining in, whether it's two or whether it's five, it just, I mean, it just increases the inconvenience more than anything else, like, right? And, and if yeah. people wanted to get around it, they would find a way to get around it. So it's like, like like it just penalizes all the FMB outlets. It penalizes people who've been following the rules and just want to meet with family. Don't even want to meet with that many friends or anything. You know, in Germ like in Germany, they can. I think the the smallest group that they they've mandated is like meet five lah, basically. Mm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a um yeah la, I just felt like this social gathering thing was like needlessly penalizing, uh you know people just especially those who have been following the rules and all this all this while lah. Mm. But okay, so so the one thing that I've also gathered from reading is that um, yeah, the healthcare system in Singapore is being strained. Um, mm. As recent as twenty second September, which was last Thursday, a day after James Lim made that comment, there's a Straits mm. Times video where Doctor Leong Ho Nam, an infectious diseases specialist from Mount E, did say that the healthcare system is on the verge of. Of a Breaking. of a breakdown, right? Yeah. And he also kind of referred to some of the stuff that Ong Yi Kang was saying as in his in in, in air quotes uh, being sugar coated like, about how yeah, dire yeah, yeah. the circumstances are. Ah, so so but if the case is let's say, and I don't know about you, but you see that video that was circulating around uh, taken at the the some extension of the Tan Tok Seng uh, mm, mm. where they were yeah. like makeshift beds, you know. Correct, I've correct. I saw it in my family WhatsApp group, which has relatives from Malaysia, Hong Kong, Spain, and it was being circulated yeah. there. And I was like, "Wait, is this a real thing?" And it's a real thing. Tan Tok Singh came out with a statement. So, so let's say the healthcare system is being strained. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are people pissed then? Like, like from your from your finger on the Reddit, right? What are people saying? Why are they unhappy if there is a real problem that the healthcare yeah. system is being strained? Yeah, I, I think the the main thing is just the the communication so far has not been very uh, direct and very dis- uh, definitive la, about, okay, we are moving towards COVID endemic. From now on, if you get if you suspect you have COVID and you test 
positive but you have no symptoms or whatever you uh, you no know, symptoms or nothing serious just stay at home and recover and this is what you are, you need to monitor for the next how many days and blah 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 stuff like that so all these things have not been you realize haven't really been like uh briefed not say briefed lah, but like hasn't really been really like disseminated like like to the to the whole population and not I'm not talking about just putting out a, something on a website and all that lah. I'm talking about you know campaigns or, or or very clear circulars that meant to appeal to you know people who don't read English or, or people who who you know deal better looking at pictures and stuff like that so so we feel like I feel like they've been talking about wanting to go endemic for so long but then they haven't been doing the groundwork for this and then now uh, they seem to have, they admitted they were caught off guard by the large number of cases and our healthcare system is stretched. Um, so a lot of people are feeling like that's on you, man. That's on you, MOH, you know, for, for not putting these things in place. And then I think there was supposed to be a hotline that people can call, but, mm. you know, um, mm. it was jammed because there, there too many people were calling. So people couldn't get through. So they ended up, you know, reporting themselves to A&E. Which was causing the logjam in the healthcare system. Mm, so, and, so uh, when? Yeah. Mm. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So all this, I mean, all this is basically pointing to MOH not having had everything in place, not not, not having all the ducks lined up to for Singapore to transition to a COVID endemic state, la. And then you know we're still talking about oh having to introduce more restrictions, more measures to try and bring down the, the case numbers when we're supposed to learn how to live with it so uh, yeah just the messaging is just very mixed and very um, a bit haphazard like, over the place so I mean did, did you know of those measures or self-tests like uh, protocols before this podcast uh, I mean I knew there was there was a movement towards you know home like home recovery and everything so so remember that, that I mean, you and I we had a last week you had to courier to me uh, ART test kits because I suspected yeah. I was I had it right or, or something like that. I might I could have you were exposed yeah you were exposed I was exposed yeah. like yeah um, but yeah other than that like I I you know they're, they're, I didn't really know what to do if I had really tested positive like you know yeah there isn't and, a, a very strict protocol and it just comes down to like okay if you don't, don't if you're not showing any kinds of symptoms like a a, a fever above a certain temperature or you're not coughing painfully or blah, blah, you don't need to report to hospital. You know, just, just very clear instructions that I haven't received anything like that yet. Lah. Yeah, and I didn't know about this until I started doing research for this episode. And oh, I was really? Like, huh? Yeah, I didn't. Because also, what specifically do you not know? That there is this protocol, like I, I think yesterday my girlfriend mentioned that uh, a friend of a friend tested mm. positive and the instructions was to stay at home and isolate. Lah. And I was like, oh, mm. shit, is that is that the measure now? Uh, okay. And then uh, when I was diving deep for ahead of this podcast, I realized, okay, yeah, that that is one of the many protocols that are in place. Mm. Uh, and then I was like, wait, shit, how come I... And I mean, I consider myself, you know, I got my finger on the pulse, right? Yeah. Like um, yeah. on Facebook and, and Instagram and Reddit and I try and keep up yeah. to date, but I had no fucking clue. Yeah. And, and that I think like just reading is what I also feel is the the crux of it. La. Like I I couldn't even uh find a some place where they actually said they were caught off guard. Where where did you see that? Well, like who said it? One of the ministers, the MTF? Uh, or I think yeah, one of the earlier press conferences uh, last week, uh, not even uh, not, I mean last last week, where basically the cases were jumped to thousand. And then mm. they said that and then they pretty much said that yeah, la, we weren't 
expecting it to go go to thousand so fast lah. We thought we were handling like two hundred, three hundred cases a day for a while lah. You know, mm, because so, uh, now, yeah. Now, now they have community care facilities as well, which I think is a great idea. You know, like mm. for the people who are less symptomatic or more milder symptoms, they are taken there mm. lah. Uh, yeah. Were you aware of that? Yeah, uh, yes, I was. But then, but then the other thing, the other side of it is that when they ask you to self isolate at home, they also recommend that you have your own like ensuite toilet to your to your self isolation room lah. So mm. I think a lot of people not 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 every house has a toilet in every room lah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that was a, I mean, then people are like, how are you expecting, how are you expecting them to self isolate, especially the older folks, you know, like the, the really stubborn older folks, who 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 especially yeah. even though they've been vaccinated, they they, you know, they feel like they shouldn't be locked up like that lah, right? Yeah, exactly, and and I mean that also caused. A bunch of people who are in that kind of limbo land where they are self isolating at home and not really sure to set up a Telegram group. And mm. as of now, there are ten thousand and five hundred and twelve members in it. It's called SG Quarantine Order Support Group, and mm. they set it up primarily because they couldn't get uh, through to the MOH uh, uh, helpline. And there were all these questions like, like what what should you do? When can you leave? And I think. It's also taking a bit of time to get the results back, so they don't even know whether they're positive or not. And I guess that that is the the sad reality, lah. That the yeah. people that there are people who are working their fucking asses off, um, mm. in healthcare, on in MOH, on the health, uh, some some sort of frontline worker who is working their asses off and yeah, getting stretched. But I think it feels like. You know, we have heard the story of like, okay, they couldn't foresee this with the Changi Airport mm. cluster, right? Mm, and mm. and with the with the KTVs, and then now it's like, wait, how 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 is this an a, another repeat? You know, there was all this yeah. talk. There was, and I think both of us also on our podcast, we have kind of been like, okay, just we need to up the vaccination number, and we need to yeah. to use this platform also to tell people, okay, like we need to get through this. Even the last podcast, we were saying just both of us are uh, wear your damn mask because it's yeah. still. It's still a virus, and we all need to play our part. And when this happened, I was like, "God damn!" Yeah, I, I think people uh, are basically calling out uh, MOH. Uh, like they had months to, if if you really were thinking of moving and then you had months to prepare for it, lah. Whether yeah. it's marketing materials or manpower, or or even just the hotlines, are, You know the the and and Ong Yi Kang like even on the during the press conference, he was saying, "Oh, you know, some private organizations have even offered to lend support." To the hotlines, ah, uh, to the helplines by providing uh call center support. So I'm like, this is way too crucial to to be waiting for charitable charitable organizations to come forward and help with this shit, lah, right? This yeah. Is like like these helplines are like a lot of uh older folks, you know, will be calling these hotlines, even just to ask like you know what the hell should I do and all that, lah. And the ducks should have all been lined up way before this already, lah. Yeah, exactly, and it just causes people to ask questions, uh, Because even today, honestly, I was reading like, okay, Lawrence Wong, he's the chair of the MTF, but he's also finance mm. minister. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I know it's a dumbass question, it's a very layman question, but I'm like, mm. okay, I'm guessing as finance minister, you have a fuck ton of shit to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Is correct. it, is it down to stuff like that, lah? Like, I don't know other people to yeah. to to kind of like have have. Uh, yeah, and 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 I think and maybe on the inside, someone hearing me ask this like, what kind of fucking stupid question is that? But mm. the situation causes people to react a certain way, and when these yeah. unnecessary questions come up, it takes away from the actual problem, lah. 
Correct. So so just uh stepping away from the you know the the, the bitching about all that for a while lah. So yeah. one common thing I did find uh running through a lot of comments on Reddit. But remember yeah, just just caveat that a lot of people on Reddit are young and uh usually very woke, woke, and, and woke. yeah. Their comments yeah. so take a pinch of salt lah. But a lot of them are saying um yeah, this 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 is the result of uh the MTF basically having two co chairs now lah. You know, uh, previously when it was just Lawrence Wong and 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 Gan Kim Yong, it seemed a lot. Uh, everything seemed a lot more like uh, clearer lah, in the sense that it was just okay one message and it was communicated very clearly. Whereas now it seems like, the, you know, everyone has something different to say. Uh, you know, and 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 MOH as 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 the MOH uh, Ong Kang, uh, Minister of Health has his has his thing to say then. Lawrence Wong has his thing to say about you know bringing back restrict uh, restrictions and all, and uh, that's basically what happens when too many cooks are spoiling the broth mm. um, So so they're they're blaming a lot of it on. I would say there seems to be a lot more allotment of the blame on Ongi Kang's shoulders. You know mm. what I mean? Saying that since he came to the picture, stuff has just felt a lot messier than before. Uh, so. You know, in the whole four G race and everything, no, I mean everyone is not coming out looking very good, lah. But if anyone who's really uh, seems to be a very big casualty online right now, to me, sounds like Ongi Kang, lah. Mm. Um, and, and you've heard the, have you heard the 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 dead joke going around about no. about this MTF? The MTF no. is is headed by, is basically run by two ministers, the Minister of Health and Minister of Finance, right? So mm. you know what their portfolios are: MOH. Maintain mm. maintain own health. The MOF, oh. ma- manage own funeral. Mm. <laughs> Have you heard that one? I actually know. So that's a joke, uh. Not funny, uh. That was the punchline. That was the punchline. What fucks? That? <laughs> <laughs> that is a punchline, dude. Why are you, you like a robot? How is that a punchline? How it's is a punchline, punch There's no setup or anything. That's just like like in a, in a boxing fight, you know you. Enter the ring only try and punch. Of course, we're gonna miss what. We've we've only you spent know. the we've only spent the last twenty minutes setting <laughs> up this joke, <laughs> and you're still waiting for a setup. Oh, that was like you made some bad dad jokes, but that was the worst of all. I can I thought, categorically I, say that was horrible. I, I, I thought it was a very dark. I thought it was a very dark funny joke. Like, manage your own funeral. But 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 no. yeah, like, essentially, I mean, it tells you what even the old dads, the uh, old uncles are thinking. Uh, is that. Basically, we've been like yeah, la, left to manage everything lo, ourselves. Lo. Whether it's yeah. uh, whether it's the you know the COVID side of things, your health side of things, or you know all the businesses like FMBs and all the FMB businesses, retail businesses, all fucked up. You know, go and help yeah. yourselves, la, right? And I mean, I think what you pointed out is is true la, That um, yeah, like it's very easy to just bash the government now and bash the policy, mm. but I think it's just it's just unfortunate because the comms issue has been an issue for his government for years and mm. last year I think like like what you said like when Lawrence Wong or just that MTF in that iteration I I felt you know okay these people they, I, there's a certain element of trust and, and calm like, when you hear mm. hear them deliver now it is that's not there and as, as a politician that is horrible like, because when people lose faith Everything you say is going to be seen with a skeptical eye, la. and it just feels like the the comms for this. Um, when I mean, 
like like I also read some reports saying that yeah we the the health experts I don't know they don't they didn't quote I think it was a it's interesting reading the articles outside of Singapore like from BBC and all because they share some nuggets that are you don't find often in Singapore so you know on the BBC there's one line with health officials expecting daily cases to jump to around six thousand uh, mm. per day from thousand five hundred currently so. Mm. I can only imagine that these restrictions were put in place because in the foreseeable next few weeks, there is going to be an expected ramping up of cases, lah. Which again, things like, wow, how how was this not not planned for in some way? Like only now, the SCF is being activated, which you know it's a desperate times, and the community care and and the uh, the things that could have been done to inform the public. Okay, yeah, when shit is going to hit the fan. Yeah, these steps are in place, lah. Yeah, and 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 just in case anyone saying like, oh, but you compare to other country, we are doing so much better and all that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, like granted, our death rate and and all is doing much better, but I still feel like what you said, our comms can be better because, uh, I think on Reddit I saw people were pulling up examples of other countries, Canada um, and all, right? Yeah, who had much, uh, clearer explanations of what the the COVID plan is like, right? And even even oh, if they didn't mm. stick entirely to the COVID plan or what, uh, it's just that they bothered to, you know, to break stuff down into graphics, you know, into one PDF that really just shows, okay, this is the, this is the number of vaccinations we we want to reach, and then once we reach here, there's the next phase, and then the next phase is blah, 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 blah. you know. So I think the problem now is that we feel like we're just jumping between phases. Like what what do phases even mean anymore, right? You know, if you're mm. keep, Going forward and backward, forward and backward. Some with heightened alert, some with not so heightened alert. That. The phases don't really mean anything to anyone anymore, la. Like, like I don't even know what to call this phase we're in right now. Right yeah, now. this one has no talk of what phase this is, right? Yeah. This is just nobody ah, cares. Yeah, ah. we just like yeah. ah, we already fucked up phase already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, yeah. Because at so, some so point there was no. Sorry, yeah, yeah, just what? just to complete the thought was just that. Yeah, like, so don't think that uh, just because of the metric of like the number of deaths of COVID that we are necessarily doing good in all aspects of it, like, you know? Yeah. I think our comms and, can be much better. And it comes down to the thing that we have mentioned in the past. Like, once you start comparing countries, then there's never any desire to to get better. Like. I think what I'm what I was trying to say is that we were at a good point, you know, the the MTF did a good job and now it almost feels um just from even a layman's perspective, I do feel like could not could this not have been foreseen or, or planned for like, because it kind of makes everything else feel a, a little less credible. And what I mean by that is, you know, for a while it was, okay, we need to do our part to get people vaccinated, to hit number mm. because that is the next milestone to move to a COVID-19 resilient nation. And I think Singaporeans did their part, like, you know, like um, got the vaccination numbers by the deadline. And then now it feels like, okay, was that just a tactic because the priority at that yeah. point in time was vaccinations? And then now, you know, fuck that. You know, yeah. whatever we said, all that, fuck that. Now the next priority is okay we need to curb the spread so you guys are going to do this yeah and it just feels like ha 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 yeah. i mean just just a very simple google and and you know like just looking at like british columbia's restart a plan to bring us back together and then i go to the website you know it's like laid out like a like a you know proper information how information is, should be very cleanly laid out on a page right to make things mm. easy and then it comes in like multiple languages so you won't get it wrong then go to the MOH one, like the news highlights, preparing for our transition towards COVID resilience, which is one of the first few things that comes up when I put COVID plan in Google. And then it's just one long ass um, 30 point press press release with like, you know, like just words and words, uh, you know. So, 
Yeah, la, to me it's like this is this is uh this is bureaucracy at work, right? You know, where where they feel that as long as we put the information out there, it's it's out there already, right? But we don't have to figure mm. out how to really communicate it to people. And I think that's where the mistake is, lah. Terence, you're not happy you go British Columbia lah. Huh? <laughs> you go lah. No. Talk so much. Talk I'm so saying, much, really. you know, I have I have come forward and say, hey, Lawrence Wong, you, you did a very good job communicating things about racism and all that. I'm saying, you know, maybe you can do you can do the same for this COVID prep or so, lah, you know? And then and, and, yeah, and, man. and yeah, it's just I mean I'm not I'm not singling out any particular politician because I think everyone's also trying to to deal with uh yeah, there are there will be surprises and shocks and all, but but I think in terms of comms and, and you know, deploying your resources and, and understanding that you need to communicate to people to to stop confusion, to stop like uh people like, you know, running to supermarkets to stock up food and shit like that. Which affects yeah. other people, like, right? You need to yeah. do this, you need to spend a lot of time and and, and money doing this also. Like. Yeah, when I saw that notice that even NTUC said, guys, okay, calm, calm down, all right? Yeah. We are well stocked. Yeah. Pasir Panjang closing is not going to issue. I'm like, oh no, it is deja vu. Deja yeah, vu. Yeah. yeah, so it really feels like a year and a half later, we are like almost back in the same spot, like just right after CB, that kind of feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. I think this this is where, you know, like suddenly this week, like PM Lee will come and like, guys, you know what? I know the MTF mm. working out, but don't worry, I am here. You know, like the Cristiano Ronaldo gesture when he scores, yeah. you know, he points, you know, I'm, oh, yeah, I am yeah. here. I am yeah. here. And PM Lee just lays the smack down and says, guys, I know it's a tough time, but you all just, this is the plan. Okay? No, exactly. This is, this is like what happened over the weekend. Like Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to take the penalty. And then oh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't <laughs> allowed Ongi, to for some that's reason. That's Ongi Kung and Lawrence Wong. La. That's Ongi Kung and Lawrence Wong. Fighting <laughs> to take the penalty. Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo That's should have done true. it. All, all, all before. So, uh. so in this case, Ronaldo is Lawrence Wong, is it? No, mm, no, no. no, no. I think I think PM Lee needs. I mean, there's also a lot of chatter on Reddit that at this point the country needs some leadership, lah. Some really firm hand yeah. just to say, "Hey guys, this is what's happening." You know. Yeah, this is the perfect stage, uh, for Tarman. No? You know, Tarman just come out, you know, and just say, "Guys, you know, I've been lurking in the shadows, uh, for these past fifteen months." <laughs> But time is now for me to step up. And all the people who think that all the uh, we cannot have a minority leader and all, you shut the fuck up. I'm mm, here mm. and you all listen to me. And then that's his sole purpose, sole role. Tarman is Mr. Uh, COVID Resilient Nation. Every day at 9 a.m., we turn into channel Tarman and we watch and just, uh, just it's a 10-minute video where he tells us what we should do for the day. Mm. Um, mm. And anything goes through Tarman. No one mm. else. Mm. Uh, but, you know, but but the, his whole his whole generation all ORD mode already you know. <laughs> oh sorry yeah, yeah. it's true you ORD mode ORD mode already yeah. like, why, why, he why, planning, why, he, yeah, why he planning his his jet ski trips with Obama and all right you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama also now ORD mode already private jet in Obama all. yeah Obama is past ORD mode but yeah, yeah if it's not Tarman it must be it must, there must be some sort of centralized centralized uh, a bastion of, of information. Yeah. Because right now, and I think the, the feels like the frontline workers, they're all fucking stretched. Like. I think even GPs mm. are coming out and saying, guys, we're stretched. Don't just mm. go to the A&E if you are not that serious. Like. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I I, <sighs> I, I, I feel bad for our, um, our frontline workers. And I don't think this is the time to be like, you know, going to your balcony to clap for them or anything like that. Like. 
what yeah. do you really need now? Yeah, like, it's it's just for the case numbers to come down. Everyone also like just try to really, you know, monitor your own health and if it's not that serious, don't rush to the hospital. Like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because we can't we I don't want to do another podcast on COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Please. Although a lot of people do want to talk about this topic, like, that's what I understand. I think because yeah. everybody everybody is on everybody's minds. Like mm. even if you don't want to talk about it, somehow your 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 phone conversation with your or your conversation with your girlfriend or like your mom or anything, just all be COVID. Yeah, always be yeah. COVID. Yeah, like suddenly yesterday, all the all the dinner meetings and all suddenly became very very poignant. Huh? Like yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, this is our final dinner <laughs> before <laughs> for the next lockdown month. again." <laughs> yeah, I tell you, post COVID, right? All the family dinners and all, no one will have anything to talk about. You'll just be silent. Everybody will be on your phones. Because there's no new restrictions to complain about. No, but one thing I I really would like to hear from is that if any of our listeners are like in the front line or a healthcare worker, first of all, I don't know whether you have time to listen to to this kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. just a perspective from the inside about how Chiala it actually is... uh, I'm curious because I try and find that online and you get some threads that have it and like the doctor who was on Straight Times, it sounds like it's getting uh, shagged, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Right. Yeah. Tough so, one. Oh, tough ones, yeah. But, so but yeah, lineup. great. Uh, and I think booster shots probably will be coming at some point for everyone as well, right? Yeah, my mom got yeah. a booster shot this morning, man. Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to need to... Uh, monitor that very closely but this one this one I know confirm people have their thoughts so if you have your thoughts please check out our subreddit the link is in the show notes um, yeah. and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to what people have to say man yeah but uh, speaking of uh, being very very stretched uh, this uh, <laughs> hey that one throw it the right word la. <laughs> no, no, no no as in very stretched but uh, this this uh, the next story is about our well, the next goofy topic. Not, it's not really goofy, la, But the next topic is about a place where the employees of this place were very stretched, uh, in the mm. sense that they they faced a lot of uh, uh, I think emotional I think emotional abuse, but also stuff that is not right as an employee, la, That you sh- that that should you are protected by the Employment Act in Singapore. They faced mm. a lot of these issues when they were working for this place, la. And this was um it was quite interesting because it was uh, it, it, the the genesis was a the genesis of all this discussion was a rice media expose that was published at noon on a sat on Saturday uh, and mm. it shocked the core of Singapore's uh the Singapore literati, literature yeah. yeah the literati the literature scene uh, um and what is this story about Harish um it is the account of the ex-wife and ex-employee of uh, the an ex-employee of Books Actually, who mm. also is the ex-wife of the founder of Books Actually, uh, mm. Kenny Lick, mm. right? One yeah. of the two co-founders, lah. Mm. That's right. So I mean, it just it's why it shocked the literary scene. If you haven't already heard, is that um, she was just sharing her own experience, having joined the company quite young when she was nineteen, I think. Um, mm. And kind of getting her life intertwined with the co-founder Kenny Lake, like, who was at mm. that point in time married to the other co-founder Karen like, Karen Y, mm. uh, who's who he subsequently divorced, and after that he entered uh, uh, into a relationship with Rennie Thing and um, ended up marrying her, like. mm. So mm. it 
it just showed the dynamic Rene, of Rene, 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 yeah, Rene, yeah. Rene, um, and and it exposed the dynamic of that relationship and how there was a lot of uh, exploitation, lah, because she was not getting paid and and she was kind of living in the bookstore and it just felt like he was using the vision of what books actually aspired to do, which is which it it did. It did uh, help the literary scene and and self-published mm. uh, authors a lot, but it was kind of used to exploit her, lah. Mm-hmm. And, and not and just her, so lah, right? Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, so 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 I mean, like like what 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 are the the, the nitty gritties of the story? Yeah? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of nitty gritties, lah. But basically, I mean, uh, just to add on to your thing was that other ex-employees also came on, uh, came came on record in the article. And said that while they were there, they were you know there was a delayed salary, uh, mm. when they were not paid for like almost like half a year. Uh, there was a lot of passive aggressive like uh, uh, treatment of employees. Like if he, if like the boss didn't like you, you just wouldn't get any shifts or or, or things like that lah. Um, uh, and but worst of all, I think there was a lot of um, romantic advances from the boss. Uh, mm. Even even with Renee, his wife, uh, or or girlfriend or whatever, even with Renee there as well, there were romantic advances on other uh, young girls that had joined uh, books. Actually, you know, to to thinking that it was like the, you know it was a, such a it was a safe haven, uh, basically. You mm. know, love books. You go there. It's it's nice and warm. There's a cat, and you know, smart people coming in and out the door. Interesting conversation and things like that. And uh, yeah, and it wasn't just, it's not just limited to the employees. I think uh, the re- one reason why everyone is shocked also is because if you've been to book actually back when it was, at, you know, whether in, uh, in Tiong Bahru or Telok Ayer, or it's a very, uh, have you been before? Um, No, but I've seen no. pictures. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very nice, like, warm, homely, kind of homely. Homely, uh, homely kind of location where there's poetry readings on some afternoons and it's very irreverent. You know, uh, kind of like a uh, very irreverent style of uh, of decorations, and and you know, like it's just very DIY feel compared to like going to Kinokuniya and all these things, uh. And and uh, just just to go back a little bit, like books actually was started in like two thousand five or something, and, mm. and you know the name books actually, I think at that at one point of time, it was because of the movie Love actually, like, right, which also mm. evokes very warm, nice, uh, it warms the cockles of your heart, like, That kind of movie. And then yeah. you know, this is books actually, and then there's just something so romantic about it, and and that whole that whole sitting there reading a book, you could meet the person that could change your life and things like that, lah. So 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 there's yeah. this whole allure about this bookstore, but uh, yeah, turns out there's a lot, there's a much darker side to to and it, lah. If you if you had gone behind the scenes and worked there as well, lah. And I mean, just to give a bit more context about how influential it was, yeah, it was started two thousand five. It moved a bunch in a bunch of locations from Telok Ayer to Ang Siang Hill. Then they opened a second outlet at Club Street, and then they closed the Ang Siang Hill and moved from Club Street to Yong Siak Street in Tiong Bahru. But mm. why it was so influential was they they basically had a mission to help authors in Singapore, and mm. they have a publishing arm called Math Paper Press. Yeah, and they they do a bunch of events they do poetry readings um they they were hosted the monocle seasonal shop in singapore and mm. they they helped a lot of authors p- 
published books that eventually won the Singapore Literature Prize lah. I mm. think they have even like Alfian Sa, Joshua Ip, Alvin Pang, and mm. that was the place to go to if you were a Singapore author who wanted to self-publish lah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, even the two co-founders, Kenny Lake and uh, uh, Karen White, they were listed as one of the top twenty top most powerful people in the arts in Singapore for three years mm. running for for Kenny mm. Lake lah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, and a thing we often see from the people who came up and spoke is that books actually were so influential in the space and in the media mm. industry while it's growing it's still not very big like even for mm. us people in the industry know of us uh, we know of them so if you do something fucked up people in positions of power can bad mouth you lah. Mm. just mm. like how we've seen Correct. in Hollywood all the stories so, so mm. these women who were coming in at 1920 they did say that They wanted to stay in the industry, and they were fearful if they did something a bit off. Kenny or the the people in power there could kind of end their careers, lah. Which is yeah, which is horrible, lah. Yeah. So yeah. before we jump to it, lah, can we just put some disclaimers here? Do you know Do you know Kenny personally? No. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Kenny personally. I think I maybe mm. have seen him around the store when I've been there. Uh, yeah, I know we we you and I both know Joshua Yip, the the writer, yeah, the, we the boss of um, yeah, the boss of the charity organization Singlet Station, that mm. the non the non profit that works also also works quite a bit with, uh, with books actually lah. Um, yeah. But other than that, our well, I mean, we know some writers who have maybe worked with books actually as well lah, right? Or mass mm. paper press like Sudir. Um, yeah, Sudir, Sudir, TV, Sudir right? came out with a statement so, but. Other than that, we are yeah, we're not part of that literati lah, so to speak, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we would like to consider. <laughs> nobody's coming to us to ask us to to write a book yet lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, even the filmmaking community, we we're not the filmmakers ah. Yeah, it's, we it's all yeah, yeah. We're not artsy enough. Yeah. Uh, we so, are so trying our best. I guess yeah. we're putting all this in context because it's it's probably easy to think that, uh, we're all part of the media industry and everything, and then. Anything we say would be trying to protect them or what, but but it's not true, lah. Yeah. Like, is that that yeah, we, it's not. Even within the media industry, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different groups and different um, different uh, sort of uh, what do you call it? Uh? I think people cliques, also set up. Uh, yeah, groups, I mean, I hate to use that word because it sounds very childish, but yeah, there are cliques, uh, communities, yeah, communities, lah. Maybe less, less, less negative. There are different communities that are you. You can't be part of every one of them, lah, and. But we're not really part of that literati community. Yeah. yeah, but but I I had heard of books actually, and my impression of them was that yeah they are really one of those like very value driven, very mission driven, and very mm. really about helping Singapore creators uh, which were always which I will always be very fond of uh, by default. And and um, almost but, to a fault lah, right? Where they were where they were barely made any money, and they had to raise money by selling bricks and stuff like that lah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess reading this because after they, uh, Kenny and Renee were in a relationship, they ended that, and then he got involved mm. with another, another one of his employees, right? Yeah, yeah um, correct. And even the employees did say that they were never really fired; they were just given less, um, less how you say shifts, shifts until they yeah. kind of got the message. So it felt like the the human resource policy over there was very, not structured and almost very a bit too. Mix personal uh, business with pleasure, like, and I think that's what people are surprised by, like, huh? yeah, yeah. This guy, and I think was, that's uh, to, yeah. to to just also just round up uh, the, the what has happened over the weekend is that the I think 
yesterday Kenny Leck also came out with his own statement, right? Mm. Uh, saying that he, you know, there is truth behind what was written, and he has caused pain, especially for his his ex wife and everything, lah. Uh, because yeah. he says that before mid twenty nineteen, uh, was when he yeah he really the lines between per- personal and professional, uh, you know, boundaries and all were not set properly, lah. So, um, but after that, he says that it's been you know it's been they've been investing a lot more time to 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 fix it and also. He just needs more. He will address other these other allegations, uh, in 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 the f- near future, but just not at this point. So mm. yeah, there's there's uh we we will put have links to all these all these different uh posts coming out, and I think there's a whole bunch of like uh, a lot of writers who have have or haven't worked with books actually coming out to basically state what is their relationship with Kenny Lake and whether they knew what was happening and will they be working with books actually going forward? You know. Uh, like who? Uh, like who? Like Sudia, for example, has said that yeah, a couple of his things have been published by books actually, but uh, uh, he did not know any of these things, and he did not really know, uh, uh, you know, Kenny very well, and he regrets taking a wee fee with 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 them <laughs> in the in the bookstore. Mm. Um, you know, and then I think uh, like like Joshua Yip also, he's also very he's also named as a you know very close, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, he he works closely with them like, Basically, he also has come out and said that yeah, they're not going to work with uh, books actually going forward for some residency program they have, and until more you know more light is shed and on these allegations and all, they will not work with them like. and they yeah. do not condone any of these things that have happened under his his under Kenny's watch. Uh, yeah, and I think similar for most other writers also is Alfian Syed also has written something. Even Bertha Hansen has thrown a hat in as well. Yeah, even uh, Sunny Liu. Sunny, Sunny Liu, Liu yeah. did point out that back in 2018, he himself posted a query about a lack of transparency and accountability around books actually fundraising yeah. activities. Correct. Um, correct yeah. And I think they like the like like what we were, we said just now, the fact that they had this very romantic vision and mission and they were non-profit, I think people will always be drawn to that sort of stuff and almost... Mm unfortunately close a blind eye to any questions of like, hey, you know, like your accounting processes and all are like not not there. Yeah. The easy argument is that, yo, like they're really trying their best, they're non-profit and, and mm. people can be very forgiving. Um, mm. But the interesting thing is, I think it was Bilahari Kaushikan who kind of mm. shared um, some, uh, an email that, that he received back in 2013, I believe. Did you Cherian, see that? Cherian George. Oh, Cherian George. Cherian George, Cherian correct. George, yeah. yeah. Where it was a Straight Times uh, interview, uh, reporter who emailed him asking um, about some apparent allegations against books, books actually about mm. um, negative experiences from their employees. And he, according to him, they didn't follow up. La, so he just pointed out that it seems like the Straight Times were aware of something fishy, but there was no follow-up. So he was just questioning the process of like, wait, if this was a warm lead for some potentially unpleasant behavior, why was it not followed up? Mm, I think uh, the, the the specifics of the email that they were asking about uh, some authors who hadn't been paid for after mm. the books were distributed. So it wasn't explicitly mm. about employees being treated treated badly or anything like that. Ah, but okay. it, but, it, but it could have yeah, it mm. could have led to that. La. So he was drawing a bit of a I mean it, it is a little bit of an extrapolation of him of his la, saying that 
uh, yeah, like, you know, if, if Straits Times had dug deeper, they might have come across this thing. But but actually, that's something I wanted to ask you also. Lah. Like, um, do you think, were you surprised that that this was, a, a, like, such became such a big piece of news? Um, you mean the fact that once it broke? Uh? Yeah. I don't think so. Why? Yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't. The salacious details and everything. I mean, I mean, right now, right now, right now, these sort of issues, they do get a lot of attention. These issues um, being what? The Me Too issues? Uh? Yeah, like sexual harassment at the workplace. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think it helped that the Rice article, Rice Media article was well written, you know? Mm. And and it it had a certain level of depth uh, from a first person point of view, like the actual person. It's not another mm. employee. It was the ex-wife of the founder. So I think yeah. it was a well-crafted piece of investigative journalism. And uh, I think the... Well, I, I guess I that's where can... people were... Sorry. I guess yeah. that's where people were... I did see some comments saying that why is this news? I mean, ultimately, he... You know, he set up a company. He He had something they wanted. You know, there was an aura about him and, and all that and uh, yeah lah then the, you, all you're hearing is just one side of a relationship lah you're not hearing mm. from the other side uh, why why should this why should this so, be you know such a big piece of news so what makes when you say big piece of news is it like you're basing that on on what just like your echo chamber of Facebook uh, no just the fact that you know I mean it came out as a, a an expose on on uh, mm. on Rice Media right alternative mm. news media and mm. almost uh, immediately on the same day, it was reported in in Straits Across Times. all the mainstream, reported, yeah, like, all right. the mainstream. They all started to reach out to the people mentioned in the article and all that. So yeah, obviously there is uh, interest from the mainstream lah, and uh, it was on on Reddit also. There's a lot of comments and all these things. So I I'm just trying to uh, understand like you know why 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 is this not just uh, framed as a Oh, he, his marriage fell apart. Issue lah, you know. And why is it? Why is it so much? Uh, it has taken on a larger purpose in the in the in the conversation on mainstream conversations. Uh. I mean, I think because the the people who started commenting are quite influential in and of themselves. Uh, mm. Sunny Liu, Alfian Saad, Berta mm. Hansen, Sudir, um, and I think the the fact that it was a a story that involved sexual harassment which which will always get attention um mm. in in this current climate and also the fact that the piece was was in depth it wasn't just like a a short facebook account of someone's pov um mm. you know written as a facebook post and and i think like um because he is seen in high regard in certain circles lah. like if you are one of mm. the seen as the more one of the more powerful personalities in the art scene mm. yeah i i i think it the timing also also mattered and and the the swiftness at which people responded la, mm. and made their statements mm. uh i think on top of uh that also uh if i'm not wrong la, if just gauging from what people are saying as well is that uh, a lot of people see the you know all these authors in the literature scene right authors yeah. and, and and all that um they're very quick to to jump on social causes la, right you know, yeah. write about they write about uh yeah la, a lot of stuff that makes them uh about a lot of social causes like migrant workers or or, or 
uh, racism and things like that. I mean, a lot of them authors uh, that work with math paper press uh, specifically. That means Alfian, Joshua, uh, Sudhir, all they have. They are very quick to to condemn whenever they see like um, very bad kind of very bad kinds of uh, practices or behaviors like, on the internet and all. So yeah. the fact that this this kind of uh, almost emotional or employee abuse like, right alleged abuse like, right was mm. happening uh, underneath their noses as they were having meetings with the boss at math paper press and everything uh, mm. and, and, and and no one was saying no one seemed to say anything about it it seemed to be an open secret but no one seemed to be making that much noise about it other than maybe Sunny Liu uh, I think that's what a lot of people are also saying like. that's why the authors all have to come forward and, and, and be very clear about what about what they what they what they knew about the whole incident and, and mm. why why they've been quiet about it or or, or what lah. You know? I think Alfianza did have one part of his post that mentioned that he feels himself kind of stuck between a place where he wants to wait for more information to give his opinions. But mm. if he doesn't give it soon enough, he'll be seen as complicit in protecting a public figure that he has some association with. Like, because Math Correct. Paper Press did, did publish his book, which I thought yeah. maybe that also contributed. Like, now, whenever someone fucks up, right? If you yeah. have a public kind of um, acquaintance with them, there is this pressure to, okay, clarify. Like, okay, uh, I didn't know this was happening and this yeah. was this shit. And maybe, yeah. maybe that's what's going to happen going forward. Anytime someone fucks yeah. up, the immediate network of associates will be like, yo, guys, I was mm. not involved, I didn't know. And that ultimately no. helps reach more yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, basically, Harvey Weinstein uh, was an open secret in Hollywood, right? They, made, yeah. they would make jokes about it during the awards shows. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They would analyze how he stood next to Jennifer Lawrence or how she responded to his comments and stuff like that. And they make jokes about, you know, Russian, like, three, uh, Harvey Weinstein walks in the room and kept with three Russian uh, women and stuff, stuff like that, lah. And, and 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 finally when it actually when when the whole story actually really 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 you know broke and, and the floodgates opened and all then suddenly you realize like eh um well all these people like Quentin Tarantino you know when they were in meetings with 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 Harvey Weinstein or you know having drinks with him or how come these issues never came up like you know when they you know uh, I write characters I write st- strong female characters and things like that but there was like this abuse happening like right next door like, to to what they were doing um, yeah, that's why a lot of people are like uh, saying that Hollywood was complicit lah in in a in a certain way to Harvey Weinstein's uh, monstrous uh, rampage through uh, across a lot of women and all lah. Um, but but one thing did surprise me is that Kenny Lake's statement himself itself has only fifty two shares. Mm, um, mm. So I was I was surprised by that because. That's where that's why I asked you just now. Does it only seem big uh, in your echo chamber or in our echo chamber? Mm. Um, because I do see a lot of people sharing it on Facebook, but I don't know whether the wider population right actually gives a shit lah. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean maybe not. Maybe because uh, I mean a lot of people are saying that. I mean book bookstores are essentially uh, last uh, last century thing already lah, right? Mm. So so why like this is the f- if this is the final nail in the coffin, so be it lah. Uh, you know. Wow, that's a damn <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the truth is, if 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 it was never really uh, uh, you know, if it, it could, it wasn't really a sustainable thing, and it was, and apparently, if it was allegedly being used as a front to you know, uh, 
hire young girls to you know to to eventually become romantic uh romantic partners and all then then mm. it's kind of a maybe maybe it's better off maybe we're better off without an uh, institution like that lah right yeah but actually maybe maybe the question is how big really is this because it is not on my daily google trends uh hot topics uh email Mm. Uh, because so it's not not a race related issue, lah, is it? Yeah, you think what? My Google <laughs> Trends filter is only things to do with race, ah. Fuck you, lah. No, it's the most searched terms on Google for that day. For uh. those of you who don't know about that service, it it is available. Yeah. So normally yeah. it's just the headlines, ah. And over the past few days, So Ru Yong has come up. Um, the the China crackdown crackdown on crypto has come up, but nothing on books actually. So maybe maybe mm. it is. It is our echo chamber. Like within our my be. echo chamber, and I assume yours, it has, it has been like everyone fucking sharing it and all. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's possible, like, It's possible. But it's also it could be a timing thing, like literally over the weekend and and, and everything also. So it's not the 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 stuff so young, young and all that was was still a few days, couple of days before the weekend, like. I wonder if Rice Media like on on Saturday, you know, they had uh, the the thing big thing publication coming out, and you know it's gonna break the news. Then when the Friday restrictions came out, they're like, ah, fuck, shit. <laughs> it's delayed. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be talking about the damn restrictions. Possible, possible. Yeah, no, but, I mean, but our job isn't just to only talk about the stuff that everyone's talking about, like. Sometimes there's also certain uh smaller nuggets that we surface. That we surface and bring and bring to everyone's attention, lah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that when you're talking with friends, right, you can be like, "Hey, do you hear about the books?" Actually, and they'll be like, "No." They'll exactly. be like, "Okay, let me tell you because I yeah. have the finger on the pulse of Singapore." Yeah, but but overall, but what I mean, I mean, aside from about reading about what other people think about it, like yourself, how are you? What do, what do you think of his behavior, lah? It's fucking terrible, lah. Like I think I think it's it's because if. What uh, was said is 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 true, and um, it's it's terrible because to me, yeah, if you're an employer, you have an undeniable power dynamic um, in place with you and your employees. Like anything that exploits that, I always feel like, yeah, uh, cannot lah. Like I, I think that's just that's just not mm. good lah. And and mm. mixing business with pleasure, I get how everybody's uh, work can sometimes be your life. Like, even for me, like, our, our content, our podcast, our videos are, like, my life. Mm. But when it gets mixed in a little too much, that's when it gets a little woozy. Yeah. But, but what about you? Uh? Uh, I mean, at first, I was just trying to look at it from, okay, maybe he had, uh, you know, I mean, he married one of his, his ex-employees and stuff like that. But I think the... When you really look at the timeline of of how long they were married and when during their marriage he started to uh, romantically pursue other other allegedly like, romantically pursue other other employees and things and then you realize like um, there's a pattern to their behavior like, you know uh, exactly it's, yeah it's not an isolated yeah. it's not an isolated thing or anything like that uh, because I mean yeah what what if what if your Mister or Mrs Wright turns out to Turns out at your workplace one day, you know. Doesn't mean that you got to quit your job that you love in order to, to date to date him or her. I mean, I I speak from a place of experience, having dated a colleague before, lah. Uh, uh, yes, and, <laughs> and so you were morally repugnant. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, okay, okay. It was it so was consensual. Happened? It didn't work out. Um, uh, but but you were in a position of power or no no, no or different departments different departments different departments <laughs> department. but still still uh, got different different power dynamic even dif- between different departments right? 
no lah, fuck all lah. Don't give me all these bullshit rules. <laughs> no, the thing is, workplace relationships can be tricky, but they mm. are not in and of itself like a, a, a fucking like, this is terrible, you know, it's, a, it's, it's morally wrong and all that. At least I don't yeah. think so lah. Um, yeah. And I know people who have met while at work, um, while in the same industry, and that's perfectly fine. But mm. just like any other relationship, just because it's, in a rela- it's a relationship doesn't mean that there's some fucked up shit behind it lah. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, and I think uh, there's one, there's a couple of interesting. Um, you, you know, you if you get to the bottom of the Rice Media article, there were a couple of uh, recommendations of factors to consider to ensure a safe and healthy workplace, lah. Which is by mm. from aware, lah. And the, the the one that I thought was very interesting is that um, apparently uh, Airbnb and Google have policies barring employees from asking a coworker out more than once. So oh, is it? yeah, apparently if you're turned down once, whether a direct no or simply a response that conveys hesitation or lack of enthusiasm, any more efforts will be considered workplace sexual harassment. So oh. apparently you have a you have one chance. You got one chance. It's and literally it's, uh, you yeah. have one chance. The saying, yeah, uh. yeah because wow. I thought that was interesting, like, because it's it's basically, um, yeah, it it says that yeah, like, we we cannot discount the fact that humans are humans. And you could be attracted to an employee and, and it could be mutual, it could be consensual and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So so how can we stop you all from ever like wanting to, to go and then having to quit your job? Uh, and, and also they says there are other things that you can put in place like, where where literally you, you can the company can um even ha- and say that you need to put in a contract that you are in a relationship with this other worker. And then when you're out of if you happen to fall out of a relationship, you must also sign something saying that oh, I'm no longer in a relationship with this worker, lah. You know, mm. so so making it so explicit and so clear that that such that uh, it's not even a it's not even something that you have to tiptoe around or anything like that, lah. If you're in a relationship, you can, you're in a relationship. Yeah. You're not. You're not, lah. You know, because you can imagine like if if two people start working together a lot and some mm. opportunities feel like, hey, how did that person get it? These questions yeah. could arise. So I guess that is meant exactly. to combat that, lah. Right. Correct, correct. By by being, uh, you know, not even transparent, but by declaring Whoa. that you are in a relationship with this person to Whoa, the whole office. Fuck, yeah. So so I mean, it, it's quite interesting. It feels to me like I, I could have never imagine like when I was in the corporate world that, that this kind of things could be recommended. Like, but now it seems like these are recommendations out there. Like, you know, you have I one chance to ask a, it, a colleague. It makes out. sense <laughs> given that now people are choosing jobs not not just based on the company itself, but sometimes. Um, the value of the company, lah, you know. Yeah. And if people are working for a company that is very value driven, chances are they will meet other people who are equally value driven, and boom, fireworks. Yeah. But only one correct, chance correct. to set off the fireworks. Correct. You, you one fuck it up. No second chance. After that is is yeah, lah, harassment, you know, harassment. So oh, and it, is it both ways? I I mean I don't know. I, I, this is what I've just saw from the bottom of the Rice Media article, which. Mm, uh, it's yeah. in the it's fine print, so I don't usually read the fine print. But this time I read it, and I was like, "Hey, actually, this is quite interesting." Just wanted to 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 give a shout out to Aware and Rice Media for for including that. Mm. But yeah, they did yeah, also yeah. say in that same fine print that a relationship between a senior manager or director and a subordinate is not encouraged. Uh yeah, it's not encouraged. The conflicts of interest yeah. are most severe. They say yeah. they are not encouraged, and they open up a grey area of potential favoritism and abuse of mm. authority, lah. So mm. yeah, that's the your the your your uh the your what do you call it your escapades. It was no office, hierarchy, no. okay. <laughs> it was no power dynamic. It was different departments. It ended uh mutually and yeah. yeah. 
Stop okay. trying to put ideas into the heads of our listeners, <laughs> much like you have done in the past. Okay, mm. about about many other things. I mean, you volunteer, you volunteer, you volunteer yourself as an example. So I'm just trying to because trying to ask you know more, this podcast no. is part of my life, you know, and I share my life <laughs> as part of it. So yeah. don't take it for advantage. Don't take advantage of it. Don't take it for granted. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, but I've not, I've not, I've, I've not had like in a short time I was in the corporate world, all that. I've not had uh, mm. yeah, those kind of like. Colleague kind of relationships, uh. Colleague kind don't of know, man. It's just, la. it's just like you don't shit where you eat, lah. Basically, yeah. Fuck you, lah. No one <laughs> asks you out or say yes to you. You try and say, oh, oh it's, it's more preference. Fuck it off, lah. Okay. It is absolutely a preference <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. You don't okay, shit okay, where you're you charming. eat. You're charming. Yeah, yeah. You're charming, and it was just your choice. Yeah. Yes, we get it. I couldn't help it. We get it. it. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah. So that's our second topic. Yeah. But on to the one shot comment. Yes. What and, is your one shot comment of the weekend? W- w- would you like to go first? Cause my my Reddit is not loading. I don't know. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. Just load it. Just okay. load it. Yeah. You <laughs> but you go ahead. Yeah, you go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a some one comment about our last podcast uh, mm. with uh with Paul the D minor, and uh, yeah. I was very happy to read it to read it lah. Cause honestly. Uh, I enjoyed that 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 podcast, like doing that podcast with Paul, a lot more than I initially thought I would, You know, because mm. it was a long distance call, and 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 and, and everything. I was kind of was worried about the technical side of things and all, but I, I enjoyed talking to him, and you know, he opened up to us quite a bit, and and it was just really just talking about how his life has been, you know, and 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 taking and and it went, you know, like there was this Rice Media article that we that's how we knew about him. But this one really was like we felt like you really understood a lot more about the psyche behind what someone like Paul does, lah. So mm. similarly, one one comment that 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 came was uh that came out was uh you know um someone who said that that they loved this interview so much that they uh have listened to it three times. Uh, mm. Yeah, saying um, he's saying uh. Like this is from Kish underscore Speed, uh, saying that this is one of our best interviews, and and this this it's a very he's very casual and chill, but this sense of seriousness around him, and he speaks really well and gives a proper explanation of everything he does. And I've listened to this podcast three times already because it's really ins- inspirational to leave everything behind and live a life like that. I like his advice as well to stop complaining, la. So you know, on over a weekend when I was hearing a lot of people complaining about the about our new uh, lockdown measures and all this kind of stuff. So I felt like something like like Paul's, uh, pod, the, the podcast with Paul was a counter-programming, uh, so to speak, you know, a reminder mm. to all Singaporeans to, okay, you know, this is, is life as bad as, as we're, we think it is, uh, right? And so, mm. so for, for Kish Speed, thank you for, you know, appreciating and, and giving, us, giving us three additional uh, listens uh, to our podcast. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's cool. Um, my one short comment is um, just uh, it's more more something that was discussed uh, on the episode two ten uh, episode thread um, mm. about the 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 how you say uh, the the comments on on how we talked about uh, the topic of Jameis Lim versus mask and also the. <laughs> the all, always present issue of racializing issues and all that mm, like. um, mm, yes yeah 
so so it was a uh, it, it was I mean it was interesting feedback and yeah. and I don't have have an answer to everything they say because I'm still like when mm. when I saw this I was like okay I I don't want to just jump to conclusions but I will mm. say that I I do appreciate that sort of feedback and mm. it is something that Terence and I take to heart but I, like I uh, I just wanted to give a kudos to the people who were contributing to that thread lah. Like which Even one? I think there's there was quite a number but is there any that in particular uh, stuck out to you more? Um, I mean, basically, there was one that was uh, talking about how um, you needlessly <laughs> racialize oh, so, so, uh, issues. So you calling out the hot garbage comics, aren't that right? Yeah, and then yeah, there yeah, was yeah. one uh, about how we we kind of derided James Lim for for being populist, and then on on the flip side, uh, uh, saying that he needs to use hard evidence. But when he used when he did quote some hard evidence, we say that's that's not enough. So yeah, so yeah, like um, I I think. I just appreciate feedback like that because it, they do have their their thoughts put out, um, mm. and and even if I disagree with them, I do appreciate it lah. So so shout out to those people who commented, um, yeah. And I and I much prefer people who explain why they think we did a shit job than people who mm. just say, you know what, this episode sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, do you I, have any I, thoughts I, at yeah. this point? No, I I, I disagree with uh, a lot of them, uh, mm. and and uh, for various reasons lah. As in. There's certain like I don't say certain things without uh there being an intention to it also, uh, mm. and people might you know the might misconstrue it as uh trying to trivialize something, but but maybe I am trying to make a point about something la. and and, mm. and and I think uh you you know like like you know me also I I I know I I do absolutely do believe in the power of words and all that and they're not they're not trivial to me at all la. And uh, yeah. in some ways, I am making, I am trying to make a point. And and one day I will, I will, I will, I will probably uh, more more completely try and articulate what that point is again, lah. But I, mm. I don't want to keep harping on it also because it's it's. I mean, it's no longer it's no longer interesting if you have to explain everything, everything that you mm. you, you say, lah, right? But I mean, I think it's something that uh, we we will respond to because I know yeah. you also yeah. respond to. Uh, comments like that. So yeah, so yeah. It, there's quite a few comments about it, la, Which is yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. in this one short comment part, I don't want to go into the details of what my response is, because because yeah, yeah, I'm still reading through them, la. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, a shout out for people who give feedback like that. Yeah, no, no, it's it's good. It's good. I I, I enjoy. It, it makes me think more about okay, what do we what do we want to talk about or not talk about, you know, and everything also, la. Mm, uh, mm, Yeah, but I I have to say that yeah, It's it's just. You know, there are instances I do disagree with what they're saying also. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yes. Cool. Okay, so so on a lighter note, um yes. the the one one shock uh thing of the past few days and wait, let me put it would you like to, to go ahead? Mm. Uh yeah, I think uh I mean uh, just going the yeah, it's a one shock thing, but yeah, uh, it's in memory of uh, I think a uh, uh, quite a pioneer or quite a rebel in Singapore music. Um, mm. I think everyone knows the today that uh, Chris Ho, the DJ and musician, uh, has yeah. just passed away from stomach cancer this morning. Apparently, he'd been battling it for months. Uh, I have had had, had uh, instances where I have worked with him on a couple of uh, videos and stuff like that before, like in the past. So I've had, I've had a fortune of. Of uh, working with him, talking to him, and yeah, he's a very, 
he's uh, beneath the, the whole everything you see about him as you know the, the scary tattooed guy and, and who loves metal music or that. actually he's a very kind kind uh, passionate person who's very filial you know cares a lot about his his mother when I when I was talking to him last time and all uh, mm. but yeah so um, I think one of the smaller known facts like people even people my age we, we, we generally see him as like a radio DJ la, who you know especially on 987 he was doing the same music with Chris Ho on Sundays at 987 uh, Sunday nights mm. so, so that was mm. how I first knew about him but before that you know in the 80s and everything he was uh, quite a prolific uh, musician in the indie rock scene in Singapore and uh, yeah la, there are some like he was part of this uh, group called Zircon Lounge and 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 there were and they apparently they were like really really big pioneers in the indie rock scene, uh. So yeah, just gonna put a, a track out there. Oh much, yeah. one shot mm. thing, yeah. Just to appreciate the you know he he, he might not have direct you might not have known him directly or worked with him or anything like that like I did, but at the same time he his voice is probably at some point you know entered your 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 ears as well or through the airwaves or whatever So you know yeah, so I was... just appreciate his his. His life lah. I was damn shocked. I didn't know he was battling with stomach cancer, man. Yeah, wow. yeah. But apparently, wow. yeah, I also didn't know lah. But apparently it's, apparently, yeah, I guess uh, people around him knew and all lah. So, it's just been month, a couple of months only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. this is my um, one shock thing. My, my one shock thing was a video I watched a few days ago titled, um, Vienna's Radical Idea, Affordable Housing for All. And while it sounds boring as shit, it's actually very interesting because um, it's done by Bloomberg. It's a 13-minute video. Um, and it just talks about the public housing policy in Vienna, Austria, and how they managed to keep the houses uh, at a low cost, but also mm. very community-driven and very almost like with design at one of its uh, cores. Mm. I think the one thing they have going for as a city slash uh, country that we don't have is a lot of land. So so generally what they do is they slowly uh, uh, buy buy land uh, as the government and give it to non-profit construction firms. And each block, is uh, there's a whole tender process for design and how they engage the community and the residents get a say in how it looks, which is why all the public housing looks very intricate and and i just thought it was very very fascinating as a public housing model because my my impression of public housing in a lot of the west is like oh that's a that's like not the best place to live in like in the u.s there's all the stigma but for vienna i think they do a super cool job and it's just interesting contrasting that with singapore so Mm. it's quite an informative video and why do you suddenly start watching this um i think i saw it pop up on my news feed, uh, mm. I can't remember what was it. I think it was because I was just understanding, trying to understand the the Evergrade uh, 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 company in China and its fall for and its demise. And then I started seeing more property related videos and housing videos come up. And then I was mm. like, oh shit, uh, this was this was interesting. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, you think I think you are joining PAP? Eh? I don't know. Uh, public public policy or something maybe. Covid made you think more about that. Possible. Uh maybe lah, maybe, but no lah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but that was interesting lah. Right. Cool, man. Cool. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and Thank talk you. to y'all soon. <laughs>